Hello, Mzanzi. Welcome to episode 303 of the Farmers Inside Track podcast. My name is Duncan Masua, and I'm your host for this episode, powered by Meadow Feeds. Now, managing a successful feedlot operation for lamb fattening requires careful planning, attention to detail, and a focus on optimizing the health, nutrition, and growth of the animals. In this episode, Rian van der Walt, Ruminant Technical Manager for Meadow Feeds, shares key steps and considerations to help you run a successful lamb feedlot. Don Numdu, Farmers Inside Track podcast host, has the details. Welcome back to Farmers Inside Track, Rian. It's an absolute pleasure to have you with me again. I learned so much from you, the rest of the team. Meadowfield feels part of the family now already at Food Forms Zanzi and Farmers Inside Track. Hi, Don. Thank you very much. It's always a privilege for us to share some of our knowledge to you and to the listeners. And it's a, it's a privilege to be back and to do a podcast again with you. Definitely. I mean, you're so comfortable in your seat. I'm like, I'm podcasting. I'm just doing this. And today we're focusing on general feedlot management, fattening of lambs for slaughtering that has a common practice to add value to feeder lambs. That's the overview of it. You know, the fattening process normally occurs in an intense system where lambs are stocked in small camps or pens. I'm hoping to kind of talk that through with you a little bit more. You know, I understand a little bit just from the conversations that we've had and this very good article that is available on Food from Zanzi as well. In the context of managing a successful feedlot operation for lamb fattening, what are the key factors to consider during the adaptation and finishing phase? And why is it crucial for overall profitability? So the common practice in a feedlot for fattening lambs um, consists of two phases. The animals are normally bought in at initial weight, body weight of between 25 and 35 kilograms. It's normally just supposed to be lambs that are being purchased all over the country. And when they did the feedlot, it's they go through two phases. The first one is the adapting phase, and the second one is the growing or the finishing phase. So the adapting phase normally occurs in the first 10 to 17 days. And our main objective in this phase is to adapt the animals from a high roughage diet to a high energy diet and to maximize feed intake. Because feed intake results in growth, which results in quicker time, which leads to more profitability. It's also important in the adaptation phase that we minimize the stress these animals have when arriving on the farm because they sometimes travel over 1,000 kilometers, which is a very stressful environment for them. So we always try to advise the farmers to minimize the risk of stress factors in these early days in the first two to three weeks of arrival of the animals on the farm. Now, this is actually part of the next question that I was going to ask you to kind of elaborate more on the significance of the low stress handling techniques for lamb in a feedlot. So on arrival, what is that process, particularly again during those early stages? What what are the practicalities that farmers can kind of put in place? What should they know about? What what should they be aware of? And how does it impact morbidity or mortality rates in terms of that practice? So the morbidity and mortality has a direct impact on the profitability and are normally the highest in the first two weeks when transport and handling accounts for most of the incidents. So any practices or any facilitation where you can minimize the handling of the animals or minimize the stress factors then will always be beneficial and profitable in the long run. It is also important to train your staff to make sure that they can handle the land with ease and to get them ready in the pens as quick as possible. No, definitely. I actually spoke to one of the farmers that we featured on this podcast and on Food from Zanzi. They said that Female staff, when it comes to lambs, 
are actually much better with handling them than male staff. I don't know if that's a thing that should be considered <laughs> because of the nurturing touch. There's definitely that mother instinct that kicks in. They normally handle them with care, normally more polite and soft. And which at the end of the day, you want to make those animals stress-free as possible. It's not always possible to do it stress-free, but we can certainly contribute to getting them less stressed on the farm. Let's talk more about the relationship between feed and water intake and the average daily gains, which is ADG, of lambs in a feedlot. And what strategies can feedlot managers employ to ensure optimal feed intake and ADG? The main objective is to get those lambs to grow as much as possible. We slaughter them at the end weight between 43 and 45 kilograms at a certain carcass characteristics. So the main objective is to get them fed as soon as possible or to the desired target as quick as possible. So we're always going to target getting more daily gains. And the two most important factors that's influencing daily gains is water and feed intake. So high water intake, high feed intake. The easiest way to do that is always to provide clean and cold water if it's possible and always have feed available and water available to them. Stocking density also plays a big role in the feed space available and we also always recommend between 30 centimeters per head when you feed two times a day. But in these highly advanced intensive systems you can even go as little as 5 centimeters per day when there's feed available all the time. Let's talk for a moment about selecting the right genetic quality animals and managing the stocking density. You've a little bit highlighted that now, but how do these factors influence profitability of a feedlot system and what breeds tend to have, you know, a better feed efficiency and growth rate? The different breeds definitely plays a role. Breeds like your Dorpers tend to get fat and very quicker. They normally spend less days in the feedlot. Your meat type sheets like your SA Mata Merinos and Doni Merinos grows more than your normal SA Merinos. That's more for wool production. The successful feedlots always have a good stockman that purchase the right animals and has the eye for the right animals. And the weaker, thinner lambs will just fall behind and they will never catch up to the better counterparts in the group. So it's always important when you go to auction or when you go to farmers to pick the right animals with the right genetics. And some of the bigger feedlots try to get into a partnership and with certain farmers that they know can supply them with good genetics on a consistent basis. And I'm sure there's a lot more to it. You're explaining it so beautifully, but you know, you have to have that technical skill and knowledge from the get-go so that it will definitely affect your pocket. Yes, definitely. And knowledge is available around you all the time. There's veterinarians coming on your farm. There's nutritionists on your farm. You have skilled people on your farm, you train them a lot. And it's important to make use of this knowledge and the successful operation systems, not just of feedlots. In all the farming enterprises is the ones that makes use of the knowledge around them. So it will always be advisable to consult with your nutritionists, consult with your veterinarians, and sometimes get them together and have a discussion on problems or limitations on the farm and how to correct them. You've just answered my next question because it was specifically around the communication between feedlot managers, veterinarians, nutritionists. You know, this all aids for the successful feedlot operation, but also the effect of record keeping. Record keeping is vital, I guess, in these settings. Yes, definitely. An old professor of mine said, if you don't measure, you don't know. So it's important to measure the growth of the animals and do record keeping, but it's you must do record keeping that helps doesn't help you have all this data and you can't use it. So it's important to concentrate on the right data sets like animal weights and identification, 
those two by itself goes a long way. And it's important, you must know what you deal with. Otherwise, you can't measure efficiencies, you can't set targets to improve. So definitely record keeping is very key in successful feedlot systems. As we wrap up, is there any other elements or contributions that is top of mind for you when it comes to the efficiency and profitability of running a feedlot or managing a general feedlot management? Unfortunately, the feedlot industry is a high volume, low margin game. So room for errors is very small. It is important to to have a well-established goal and a vision and make sure that vision is carried out clearly throughout your operation and everyone must work to the same goal. And I think it's once you've managed the system, it's easy to just apply the chain, but you must make sure that every aspect of from that day of arrival until slaughter and everything must run smoothly. Again, it's been a pleasure to talk to you, Rian. Everything of the best with the work that you're doing. It's great. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dawn. And it's again, it's a privilege to speak to you guys. Uh, hopefully we can continue with this good relationship. Thanks, Rian van der Walt, Ruminant Technical Manager for Meadowfeed. You can, of course, read more on this topic by visiting www.foodformzanzi.co.za. And that's a wrap. Remember to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform so you never miss an episode. From me, Duncan Masiwa, Don Numdu, our technical producer, Megan van der Vind, and the rest of Team Foodform Zanzi, thanks for listening. Life in South Africa can be a lot. I mean, scroll through Twitter for a minute and tell me I'm wrong. Thank God for South Africans though, right? We're inspiring and even on the bad days, we fight back with a smile. That's why I love Food Form Zanzi so much. They're not ashamed to celebrate the ordinary unsung heroes who work every day to put food on our nation's tables. Go to foodformzanzi.co.za and never miss an inspiring story. 